My goodness, what a finish. April the 4th, 2022 belongs to the Kansas Jayhawks with the biggest second-half comeback in the history of a championship game of the men's tournament as they win 72-69 to capture the national championship, their fourth in school history. Welcome in to the nation's college basketball show and podcast. I am merely the somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves. I've enlisted the help here in New Orleans of Ari Russell once again, as well as Deshaun Tate to give me some insight and analysis on what we just saw. Ari, we've been through a bunch of these in the Final Four. Again, the lead to this is the comeback by Kansas in the second half. Down big at the half, they turned it on, they won the game. What are your thoughts immediately after this is over? I mean, again, that's the second time they've done this in this tournament. Uh, not not as big of a of a of a deficit in the Miami game, but they really turned on the uh, the, the the fire hose on that one. And this one, like, once again, I'm mean, on both ends of the court, getting points in transition, hitting the threes, um, you know, creating turnovers, doing a lot better on the on the defensive boards where they were getting dominated in the first half. They did everything they needed to do, hitting the big shots. Um, you know, David McCormick out there getting that last uh, bucket really to put them ahead by three, which was, you know, the ultimate, uh, you know, the, the ultimate distance. Margin of victory. Margin of victory. There you go. Um, look, this is a, a team that, that a lot of people had considered to be the weakest number one seed. They're now cutting down the nets as we speak. Um, that's that's just what championship basketball is, and I really think that UNC ran out of gas and ankles at the end of this. At the yeah, Baycott, especially at the end. Deshaun Tate is with me. Mr. Tate's take hoops immediately after this is over. How did Kansas do this? They're crazy. We've seen a little bit of everything out there between ankles rolling and stomachs turning and a little bit of everything else, but... Uh, I'll say this much, you know, give credit to Kansas because I don't know what he said. We'll find out here soon in the in the postgame presser as to what he said to the guys in the locker room. Really lit a match under their uh, under their butts a little bit. And without having a particularly good game, you like to think that as uh, Ochai Abaji goes, the team goes. And without him having that type of game in which, uh, you know, to, to, to show that he's uh, was up for, you know, national player of the year, I was always kind of questionable. It's, it's always like it's him and then everybody else. I think Christian Braun really got it going, having a mismatch down in the paint on some smaller guys. It looked like out of the locker room that was one of the things they talked about, have him take his man and go to the hole because it happened like two or three times right away. Did that look like, look like that you? Absolutely. And then on top of that, insert here David McCormick because every time, much like Villanova game in this national semifinal, whenever he wasn't on the floor – the other team started making runs. And when you put him back on the floor, he makes start making a significant difference. So I did notice at the uh, very tail end on that last play, of course, giving the ball to Caleb Love, my biggest question, do you give it to him or do you give it to Brady Manick? And Brady Manick came around a curl and ended up slipping. And uh, I'm not sure that there was any doubt that it was going to Caleb Love anyway. And regardless of the fact, I think it was very somewhat well drawn up. Well, it was a crazy end to this game, 72 to 69. So to go back to it, Ari Russell, as we look at this fresh immediately after the game here at the Superdome in New Orleans, Brady Manick actually gave North Carolina the lead, 69-68 on a putback. Kansas then had the opportunity to retake the lead. McCormick put them back in front with a hoop. And then a controversial moment. Uh, that really cost Carolina.
Carolina in the end of this. They got the ball in the hands of Amando Baycott, and Baycott slipped going to the hoop. A little bit of contact, no foul, goes to the floor, resprains that injured ankle, and now Kansas has the ball up one, can burn the clock. They did, and again, McCormick scores in the lane to put them up three and really put North Carolina in a bad spot. Well, I mean, look, Baycott actually twisted his ankle before any contact. If you looked at the replay, he twisted. That's why he lost the ball, because his ankle was in such pain. I mean, we already knew that his ankle was uh, tender coming in, and that was it. It was a wrap. They come down the court. They realize the mismatch. There isn't anyone really to cover uh, David McCormick in the post. Manick was covering him. He just, that's a mismatch, and that's exactly what Kansas did, and, and, and Kansas executed exactly how it was played. That was how it was drawn up. David McCormick hits that big shot. I mean, again, that that's what you do. Championship teams execute at the end. One of the biggest stat lines I want to read right now, I just looked at the stat sheet. This is insane, right? 35 rebounds for Kansas, 55, 55 rebounds for, for Carolina, 24 of them offensive compared to eight for Kansas. Kansas is cutting down the nets. Amazing stat differential right yep. there. That was the reason why most of those, uh, many of those offensive rebounds were in the first half. Uh, they still got a lot of them in the second half, but a lot of them were in the first half where they were hitting their shots in the follow-ups. They weren't doing that much as well in the second half. Only shot 31.5, well 27.5% from the field in the second half, and really that's the difference. Kansas played much better, shot almost 60% from the field, 57.5 or 57.6. Again, that's how championships teams are won, uh, are at the stat sheet right there if we look at the differential. Well, and again, a 20-rebound deficit is overcome by making shots, and that's your point. That's what they did. T.C. Martin also stands here from Las Vegas. You've heard from Ari Russell. You've heard from Deshaun Tate. I'm T.J. Reeves. It's college basketball coast-to-coast -coast after this is done. First blush reaction from you because you just were watching some of the celebration with Bill Self and his players up on the podium. Same question. How did Kansas get this done in the second-half comeback? They came out in the second half with just so much intensity, and we all thought they were dead in the water. We were talking about it at halftime, and we said, do they have a Miami comeback in them? And we said, you know, Carolina is built differently than Miami. Carolina has, has the balance. They've got the, the advantage inside. And then it was just lockdown defense. Uh, from Kansas, especially from the perimeter, shutting down uh, the guard play for North Carolina. And then once you know Kansas got to within a one-possession game, then you just had this feeling, okay, they could probably pull this thing off. But then again, as we saw the other night with the Duke game, we saw back and forth in the last couple minutes. And then, uh, you know, Remy Martin, huge, mm. off the bench, what, three big threes, uh, made a big defensive play there down the stretch in the final minute and a half as well, too. And then McCormick came up big. He was basically invisible the first half. He came up big. But, you know, Ari hit the nail on the head. The rebound deficit was ridiculous. We're sitting there going, I mean, there's no way in the world a team can win getting out-rebounded by 20. But what Kansas did with their fortitude and their intensity in the second half, outscoring North Carolina, 47 to 29. Think about that. 47 to 29 in a championship game. You wouldn't think there's that many possessions in, in a 20 minute second half with that. And they put 47 on the board in the second half. Credit to, K, uh, to KU, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, Bill Self, cutting down the nets in one of the most amazing comebacks we've ever seen. Yeah, again, to repeat it, no team had ever come back from more than 10 down. That was Kentucky 1998. Kansas comes back from 15 down. Uh, outscoring TC North Carolina out of the locker room 16 to 5 and eventually 31 to 10 as they flip it around. All right, quick opinions. Deshaun Tate will go to you first. Controversial end uh, to the game where Kansas uh, had the ball go out.
out of bounds. They had to review the play. There's four seconds left after the inbound play got botched. They turn it over. They give Carolina new life down three. I'm saying you got to grab them. You got to foul them. And, and yet they did not foul uh, Caleb Love as soon as he caught the basketball. They didn't grab him. They gave him a chance to tie the game. Your thought real quick. No, I'm, okay. I'm actually okay with not grabbing uh, Caleb Love. Listen, they talked all year about how stifling the defense was, defensive anchor for Kansas, how improved that it is and how they live on that. And I'm actually okay with it. You rely on the guys that play defense for you in moment, big, big time moments like that, and I'm okay with that. All right, it certainly worked out. Ari, same question. It's not hindsight. I was saying at the time, grab him. I watched my Memphis Tigers not grab Mario Chalmers, and he tied the game and sent it to us. Should they have grabbed him? No, not in this sense, because I think you're looking at the actual, um, if you take away the stats and everything like that, you look at what's happening in this game. Uh, Caleb Love was hobbled. He definitely wasn't moving at his pace that he normally was, wasn't able to create the space. He shot five for 24 today one from eight from three okay so he wasn't there completely that's why i said it wasn't just it wasn't just baycott's ankle you know we know that love was hollow i don't know if it was ankle or if it was cap but he was definitely not at the pace i think kansas was a lot more confident in being able to defend him on the three because he wasn't going to get that space that he normally gets because he wasn't 100 percent. so i think in this particular case it's probably especially when you're getting destroyed at the boards you don't want to necessarily actually have them make one free throw miss the next and then not get the boards and whatever maybe it gets kicked out and then maybe manic hits a three and then you lose and then everyone's going to question that 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 at that point i think you just let caleb love beat you i think they felt confident in how their defense had defended him in the second half, and I think they made the right call in this particular situation. It certainly worked out. TC, you want to make it unanimous, under five seconds, and the best player's about to get the ball. You don't want to grab him there for the stuff that these guys were just saying? No, not at all. I'm not a fan of that at all in any circumstance, because especially with Carolina, you could have given up maybe a three-point or even four-point play, or even if they foul the free throws, miss free throw, get the yep. get the ball back, and we saw what happened. I mean, uh, Kansas turned it over, an unforced error by stepping out of bounds. So you don't want to take any chances. You lost especially the way the defense they were playing in the second half, holding North Carolina at 29 second-half points. You just tell your team, i got faith in you. You lock them up defensively. You challenge everything and, and, and let it roll from there. Again, uh, I love my guys here, all the different opinions. Kansas' fourth national title in history, the second for Bill Self, so he now joins uh, among the active coaches because Mike Krzyzewski is retiring. Jay Wright, and do you count the Rick Patino two titles now that he's back in college basketball? The NCAA does not. They vacated the Louisville 2013 title title, but Bill Self has two now, and the first one in 14 years for Kansas uh, since they beat my Memphis Tigers in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio in 2008. All right, we go around again one more time. I begin with Ari Russell. North Carolina was out to such a huge first half lead. What were they doing so well, and what did they get away from to have this game get away from them? I don't think they really got away from anything. I think that what they got uh, Kansas got in their way. Um, they, they, they shifted their defense. They were much more aggressive on offense. And uh, you had guys like uh, Jalen Wilson and, and, and Christian Braun uh, really had huge second halves. I mean, again, hitting shots, it's simple. 
it's kind of simple things where you got to hit your shots where they're hitting their shots they were making it much more difficult and being much more disruptive uh, defensively and really caused a lot of problems for UNC. Got better at the defensive boards as well. I think that has to do with McCormick in the paint when he was in the game. Uh, in the second half, they left him in after the third foul. Uh, I think that helped on their defensive boards. They still gave up some offensive boards, but not the ones that actually were easier putbacks. And they really made it difficult for UNC. They were more got in the way of UNC than UNC getting away from something in their own game. Remy Martin hit four three-pointers in the second half to Sean Tate, and they needed that. They needed that in that large 31-10 surge. Do you just credit Kansas more than North Carolina unraveling some, which they did? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that's what it came down to. I mean, Carolina was out there looking like the old Carolina where it was like, uh-oh, you don't want to get out and run with Carolina. That's their staple. That's what they've been known to do. And that's what they did in the first half. But then that that defense from Kansas just kind of stepped up, and that was one of the concerns that Hubert Davis kind of talked about and alluded to within uh, his his press conference was just the, the defensive intensity uh, and even more so the, the, the physicality in terms of just, you know, just stepping up. Uh, I, I think that that was a, a huge issue for them. And, of course, Remy Martin, a guy who always looks like he's out of control on everything, uh, and, and just making, obviously, some, some big-time shots. And, um, I mean, kudos to him. He, he's he's a, a relatively new player in the tra- coming out of the transfer portal from ASU, and he was huge for him tonight, and I think that that's exactly what he needed to be. Well, he's forever a hero with what he did. McCormick the same way. They get it done. T.C. Martin, this is the first time you've been to a Final Four. Holy smokes with what we saw here. Give me a couple final impressions here with Kansas cutting down the nets in New Orleans. I think overall, just we look at the the body of the work that the Jayhawks did, and really the entire tournament. I mean, they they faced adversity really for the first time here tonight, and they had an easy kind of an easy path to the get to the championship game. First half, they were downright miserable. They were outplayed. Uh, they didn't have the intensity, and they played scared in the first half. And the second half. They flipped the switch. And we talk about, about what Bill Self did or that speech at halftime, uh, the Miami game. Uh, this had to be tenfold. So amazing comeback by Kansas. All the credit in the world. And what I'm going to take away from this is a, is a fantastic tournament. We saw the upsets. We saw the underdogs. We saw, uh, you know, lower-seeded teams, uh, you know, go, go, deep, go deep. But at the end, we saw the greatest comeback in NCAA championship game history, the largest deficit ever. <laughs> we were here. In New Orleans, with you guys, great tournament. Yeah, a lot of great times. And, and St. Peter's is a story from this tournament. Coach K being retired here in the Final Four in this tournament. Ari, what do you take away, just real quick, from this 2022 tournament that ends with Kansas victorious? Uh, I mean, you know, again, every year this is the best sporting event, in my in my opinion, in the world. Um, and, and, again, we're not disappointed. It was great. I mean, we had a great game. Obviously, on Saturday night to close out Coach K's career with UNC coming here, they did not disappoint us tonight at all either. And I think they left it literally physically all on the court, including, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, some throw up on the court too. Literally, literally left it all on the court tonight, North Carolina. I mean, to get here to this 
point, I mean, you have to give them a lot of credit as well. All heart, you know, this again, they didn't lose this game. I don't look at this as a choke or even an unravel. I just think Kansas took over. I think that they just took this game and they took the championship and they took the Nets down. Uh, and what a great ending to it. The, the, the greatest comeback in the history of the game. We, we weren't disappointed. It wasn't, obviously, was it as crazy as intense as the, the Duke game? Maybe not, but certainly not a not a bad uh, penultimate game, even though it was the championship game as Weren't, far as excitement. Great stuff. Weren't sure if we were headed to overtime, if that three ball had gone in or not. That's the only thing this was missing at the end. In the end, it's Kansas' second straight year. The Big 12 gets a national title. Deshaun Tate, it was Baylor a year ago. Final thoughts from you on this tournament that wraps in New Orleans, Rock Chalk Jayhawking it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, all the way up to the point where you have, you know, how often do you get a chance to say you have blue blood, you know, all across the all across all, all across? Easy for me to say the board. Um, and you got to give some credit too. I mean, Hubert Davis—they barely even made the tournament. Uh, they were right there on the outside looking in, and uh, certainly on the bubble leading up to the Duke game. And so, give them some credit. He was going to likely be the first head coach for an entire season to, to win a national championship uh, in his first year, but. Uh, KU prevails, and they've, they've been consistent all year long, and I think it probably helped them a little bit uh, not getting the kind of national attention that they we typically see from them on a regular basis, and they're going beyond now of regular, just regular season championships and, and breaking this whatever curse of playing in the voodoo dome if you will, uh, and this would have been their, their, their third loss uh, here in New Orleans. So Talking about Kansas. Yeah. Talking about Kansas, yeah. So, I mean, listen, give them, give them all the credit because I also think that, you know, lastly, uh, that they did have the easiest region, the easier region, uh, and opponents have played, uh, and, and I thought that that was something that was going to come back and bite them, but they found a way to, to, to push through and prevail. Yes, they did. Gentlemen, great job. Many thanks to Deshaun Tate, who you just heard from. Tate's Take, the podcast. Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter. Ari Russell, who's been with me again for many of these, including thrilling finishes in the Final Four. This one's right up there. Find him at Ari Russell on Twitter. The T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show, back on the airwaves in Las Vegas shortly when he can get back there from the Big Easy. Find him at tcmartinshow.com. He's on five days a week in Vegas. Many thanks to all the guys that helped us, whether it's Tyler Jones, Jason Powers, uh, Matt Zimmick and others that helped us on college basketball coast to coast, our analyst Mark Wise uh, and many others uh, that popped on as guests, etc. Mike DeCourcy uh, this week from the Final Four, Tim Brando this week from the Final Four, Adam Zagoria from the Final Four, all of these different analysts and folks that, co- that hopped on aboard uh, with us. What a tournament, what a finish, and again, the Kansas Jayhawks get to celebrate a 72-69 win to end this 2022 NCAA tournament. Again, we've had a blast bringing it to you. Again, however you found us on the TuneIn streaming channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast, podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, find us on College Basketball Coast to Coast. I'm TJ Reeves. Hope you enjoyed all of our coverage down the stretch and through the great month of March and the Final Four. It is the best event in sports, the Final Four, and it delivered again this year with a Kansas National Championship, and you've been hearing it on College Basketball Coast to Coast.